about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran. And this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ups women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 3. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, then why are you here? We'd like to say a huge thank you to Pop Boodles for our amazing artwork. So hello, Fran. Hello, Chloe. Welcome to episode three. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't know we'd actually get this far. If I'm honest, I thought we might record one episode and say, you know what? That's enough. Also, this week, instead of a water bottle, I brought my massive mug of tea. It's very sound. lovely. It looks like a cauldron. And that's because it is. <laughs> also, we might get massively distracted because Chloe's humongous cat lies next to her. <laughs> and uh, the snoring. He's the cutest thing in the world. So today we're having a look at chapter three, Phenomenon. Phenomenon. I didn't know it was Phenomenon. That's Phenomenon. No, stop. (laughs) Gonna get stuck in my head for the rest of the day. So in this chapter, Bella is back on her way to school and it's snowing. And she almost gets run over by a van. But Edward saves her. Edward tries to convince Bella that he was standing right next to her, even though she is 100% sure that he wasn't. And we also know he wasn't because he's a vampire. And then she got taken to hospital where we meet our favourite person, Carlisle, for the first time. And then she goes home. It was a very eventful but non-eventful chapter. I have my first plot points, which was kind of also just the start of the chapter. She has hated school so yes. far, chapters one and two. And now she's suddenly like, oh my god, school is the best thing because Edward Cullen is there and he doesn't hate me. Um <laughs> What I can get from this is that Bella really needs some hobbies. Because <laughs> maybe if she just took up cross-stitch or something, she'd feel like a lot better about stuff and she wouldn't be obsessed with Edward and their relationship. <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder if that's the problem with most YA fiction, is they don't have enough hobbies. And it's why true. don't they have any hobbies? Because they it's don't true. actually of anyone ever having a hobby. <laughs> I, I remember one YA book that I've read where she was a booktuber. Wow. I can't think of many characters. We'll probably come across them as we go, but it does seem quite a normal thing to just not have them have any hobbies and it just becomes about romance. And that's why. There's a lesson in you for everyone. Lesson in you. There's a lesson there. (laughs) There's a lesson in you. There's a lesson in you. There's a lesson in that there for everyone. That maybe if you just get some hobbies, you won't be so worried about who you should be dating. Which then... uh, I lost all my points, it's fine. I found it. So, but yeah, not a lot happens plot-wise. So I've got that. And the fact that uh, Edward's always saving Bella, but somehow always hurts Bella more in the process of saving her. Except yes. for the car would have definitely killed her, but he did smash her head off of something really hard. And yeah, he it. did. Made her bleed. Good job, Edward, <laughs> as usual. Saving Bella while hurting her. You're amazing. Um, I feel like that's a trait that goes for all the books. <laughs> 
Yeah. And like even it doesn't even have to be like physical pain. Like he tried to save her by leaving her and caused her loads of emotional pain. So. Yeah. Now I'm not sure if this really is a is a point that should be put up here, but I feel like it is because uh we've now learned that Carlisle is the hottest of all the hotties. Because she saw Edward and was like, Wow. She saw Carlisle and was like, Oh my god. <laughs> I feel Ugh. like obviously as as a teen i had the biggest crush on edward uh, i might change that to carlisle now <laughs> see i've always loved carlisle and i always wanted him to be my dad now i'm like dad or your dad or daddy oh carlisle and maybe it's because like maybe uh edward has the appearance of a younger person obviously because uh he's been 17 for a while but uh oh, so maybe that's why she's more attracted to him anyway I know Carlisle yeah. has, has Carlisle been. is like our age now well he looks our age now so yeah it's fine <laughs> so maybe that but she definitely was like wow and I'm really sad that uh, Charlie doesn't talk to him in this chapter yeah he had like was... a question of you know what did the doctor say but then also that could just literally just be the concern about his daughter being yeah almost crushed to death so yeah. that makes sense <laughs> there's nothing for gay watch this week unfortunately yeah. Oh, I missed a point. But it said uh, his voice, amazingly, sounded like it was suppressing laughter. And I'm guessing this is because when he asked her how she was, um, or asked if she'd hurt herself, it's because uh, he could smell her blood. And I want to say good job, Edward, for not being like, damn, going to eat this girl. Yeah, that deserves a round of applause. <laughs> uh, and like it all, later on, I know it doesn't ever come back up, probably, this, this whole bit, but I bet like Bella not written on the page has that moment later when she's like oh my god that's why he was laughing he could smell my blood I don't really know if you count it as a plot point was that the the rest of the Collins were really mad at Edward for saving Bella where I'm like I don't know what's better what happened now or if you know she actually got crushed to death and blood was everywhere and then they just yeah they they just like start slurping up like all the blood and then all the other students get really concerned then they just have to kill the whole school honestly felt like they might have uh, thought to try a bit harder to look like they were concerned because clearly their main problem in this whole thing is that Edward has just shown his strength yeah um and also that there's now like the smell of blood which is not just Bella's because also Tyler is like really cut real badly um again like props to Edward for, for not eating Tyler who was like right in front of him bleeding quite a lot yeah I think that they would just be like okay people might look at us now because our brother just did that so they should be like ah oh, concerned instead they were like ah oh, mad <laughs> <laughs> and if I was a student at that school I'd turn around and be like wow they really hate Bella yeah or like they just really hate their brother like damn it why didn't he get killed <laughs> like the alternative would have just been way worse is that all your plot yeah, I don't really. Yeah, there is a Not that few much moments say. of character development I have noted down, and I say a few moments. I think it might literally just be the one, and it was actually about Bella and the fact that a lot of times Bella is just moaning, um, but I actually loved how she just became a really typical teenager for a minute and was super embarrassed about wearing a neck brace yeah even though like that was generally gonna like save her if there was any kinds of injuries because they didn't know like the extent of her injuries yet and she was just like oh god people are gonna see me in a neck brace and i was just like it's moved on from the 
the moaning because she could have been a lot worse about it i liked yeah. that she had a different emotion embarrassment yeah, I, I feel like it's it's nice to embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> the new emotion <laughs> it's like an animal crossing in the old game when you could learn emotions <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I do like that, you know, from last chapter onwards and now chapter three as well, that you can see a bit more of her personality and see her a bit more as like a, like you said, typical teenager and not just being depressed 24-7, which I mean is also quite like a normal teenager trait. But yeah, yeah that she has a bit of like, like her sarcasm and, you know, like, like her banter between um, her and Edward was really nice. But <laughs> the thing that I also wrote down, <laughs> I was like, you know, when she was in hospital and Tyler was yeah. next to her. He almost killed her. If Edward wouldn't have been there, he would have killed her. Yeah. Um, and he keeps apologizing a lot, which I mean, I get because you almost killed someone. That's quite yeah. a traumatic experience. <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, whatever. You're so annoying. And then she, <laughs> there's this word. She felt harassed by him apologizing. <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, I know. I, I get it that if there is a guy next to you and for three hours he tells you, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll owe you. Like, I'm so sorry for almost killing you. She's just like, oh. The thing is, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, that's definitely harassment of someone like nonstop talking to you, but not. When because they've killed you. Yeah. When they've I killed you, harassed. almost, yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> he did so actually. Harassed that he tries to apologize for almost killing me. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a choice. Um, what I just really loved about you know Spacey Bella and just not clocking what's going on in her life is, um, because it was snowing that day and Charlie put on some uh, snow chains on her car. And she didn't notice till she came to school that she had snow chains on your car. Too busy thinking about Edward. First of all, you can hear them. Too busy thinking about Edward. And you can see them. Like she... Too busy thinking about Edward. <laughs> it was such a dumb thing. Where, like My first thing, you know, it's a massive car. Like It has big wheels. It's not like a really tiny mini. Well, you have really tiny wheels. Well, okay, maybe you don't clock the snow chains. But it has a... It has a quite huge wheels why do you not see that there are snow chains on and you were like hmm why didn't i die on my way to school oh there are snow chains amazing following on from that actually i can that gives me a really good starting point for my relationship now. is it a good segue into it the is. relationships it is because my first note is about charlie being the cutest and yeah. the fact that he automatically knew that his daughter was not going to wake up in the morning and put snow chains on her tires because she doesn't think of those kind of things and that she is the clumsiest person in the entire world yeah. um and so he he did that for her. He got like up extra early and did it. And I just think maybe she might appreciate him a little bit more now. She never yeah. does, I don't think. But you'd think after that, she'd be like, do you know what? He's so nice. Charlie can also be my dad. Yeah, I kind dad. of, I like the difference in, you know, their dynamics because obviously she always, she's really used to looking after her mum because her mum is really spaced out and has absolutely no clue about anything. <laughs> and I get it that she's not used to someone taking care for her now. I think it's because like in the first, no second chapter when she does dinner because she knows he's not going to be like great at sorting out some dinner because he doesn't look after himself properly and whatnot like so she has gone in with the attitude that she's the adult and she has to like look after everything i think it's just that moment of yeah they both do things for each other yeah maybe charlie is not great at looking after himself 
but he's good at looking after someone else which i feel i think makes sense with his job as a police officer just because you know you're not great at looking after yourself doesn't mean that you you're unable to look after someone else so yeah it's like they like kind of balance each other out i now have this comes up so much in this chapter and it was in the last chapter but we didn't really talk about it uh edward and gaslighting oh yeah <laughs> when uh i think it was just it was it wasn't as obvious with the whole when she asked by his eye thing like it's it's a more subtle and i didn't really think about it but this chapter happens quite a lot yeah and it really really bugs me um because again i, I I can understand from one side of things that he is a vampire trying to hide a secret. I just feel like there are better ways of doing it. Like in the film, you know how he's like, oh, adrenaline. That's not in the books. He just keeps telling her that she's crazy, basically, and that that didn't happen, and she's gone mad. (laughs) Yeah. I really, really hate it so much. And it's just, it's played out really casually, and like it's fine because again, it's been put into this setting of it's a fictional world where he's a vampire. But if you take from that as like a young person reading the book, what you see is it ends in romance. So that gaslighting is fine, and yeah. that it's completely okay in your relationship. And as yet again, <laughs> teacher, did you hear the cat? <laughs> the cat just pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's teaching people that there is a place for gaslighting in relationships. And I don't think that's how that is meant to have happened because, again, it's a fictional setting with a vampire, but it's just not okay. It made me so mad reading it. Yeah. No, I mean, we spoke about this before. Is It's a weird thing that when you read a fictional book that you fully accept that everything's fictional, that you're like, he's a werewolf he's a vampire he's a wizard witch you know all of those things you're like yeah fine in these circumstances it absolutely makes sense that you know there is a difference then but weirdly we we like to take their relationships as real and realistic which they also aren't like you said in this world it does it's still not great but it makes sense that he's a vampire and he tries to protect his family's secret and his own and tries to protect her from it so it makes sense but like you said because human brains are rubbish and we read these books we subconsciously take it in that you know like you said gaslighting has a place in um a relationship which it doesn't and it should never should never do um in a real life situational relationship relationships and fictional books are really dangerous to read if you're still like really easily influenced I feel like when you're older and you read a book where you, you can you can be like, yeah, well, I get it on the page. In real life, there is no way I would be with a person like that. But as a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old teenager, you don't think like that. Yeah, I feel like if you're writing a relationship and it has these points in it where there is like this vampire-human relationship, it should have just been a little bit more thought out. And just thinking about how you're setting that up because you've just got to think about how your readers are thinking of it yeah um and I'd be really interested if at any point because again I can't recall without reading anything right now because my brain is now fully twilight focused (laughs) but there might be a relationship somewhere that is set more like the boundaries of a relationship within a fictional world because I think that's the thing this is such it is at a school they're just teenagers everything is really very much almost real life yeah just with the added bit if there's not it's not like there is lots of magic and other things there's just 
some added vampires to it and it just I don't know I feel like you can still very much place their relationship into real world yeah because it it's two teenagers getting together it's yeah maybe if he was like a, a centaur or something you'd view the whole thing differently who <laughs> knows but it's just uh yeah I just feel like it should be written way more carefully because then it's not a red flag when you're reading that when you're younger but reading that now I would I was automatically like wow why would she even want to talk to him after this and I like, would she not want to talk to her friends and be like is this normal because Edward is being really weird yeah a lot of relationship set up things in this book now I did not question at all yeah. when I was a teenager and reading it back then and now I do like you said like to me instantly as well like red flag we're like yeah there's no way I would you know be interested in continuing to talk to someone like that I don't get it I don't like it it makes me uncomfortable yeah. the hospital scene in the book is better and worse yeah for a relationship of Bella and Edward and adding into that also with Charlie and even like Renee you get to see a little bit more of everything from everyone and like we said before the hospital scene where he tries to just say that it was adrenaline and he doesn't deny that he moved fast he just tries to blame it on something else and say it was an adrenaline rush yeah um because he has realized that she's saying she saw it and is adamant she's seen it and he knows she has so try and think of something to fit her story i prefer that so much more to the just just all the gaslight <laughs> I just really wish that the book did the same thing because I was when I was reading it, I was waiting for that moment where he tried to, to explain why it happened that way, and he doesn't. He just tells her no. Wasn't it in the greenhouse though? Because I also think he denied it at the hospital at first. Maybe not as maybe not as strongly as he did in the book, but I'm almost sure that he said the whole adrenaline rush thing uh, when they were in the greenhouse, greenhouse. which. I don't remember if that is a something that's going to happen in the book or not. I'm um, going to look it up quickly. Yeah, because if it is in the greenhouse scene and, and that's coming up, then... Oh, yeah, it was. So then that's fine, I guess. No, it's... it's well, it's still not fine, but we give it a chance. Yeah, I will, I will take it. I will take back that. I will, I'll just take back what I said about him not saying about adrenaline now because we'll see what happens later I just still feel like it was all a bit better handled in the no don't do that sorry I just pressed a button and now it's like would you like to do this and I'm like no I don't it was definitely better handled in the film because I feel like he he literally in the book he he was so on like no you're crazy like no why why are you thinking that like that doesn't make any sense you're dumb you're stupid you're crazy and in the film it just wasn't as strongly portrayed the film oh no good yawn. <laughs> the film also had the moment of um him talking to Carlisle as well. Yeah. Which obviously it didn't have here. And again, I just feel like that added a little bit. But what I did like from this scene was the fact that you get to see Charlie already automatically knows how much Bella doesn't want to be approached by those people. He just gets her out of there. Yeah. It's again, it's still why I get confused by why she doesn't have such a good relationship with him because he cares so much about her and it's just, maybe at some point it all becomes a little bit clearer as to why she doesn't feel the same way, but like about him as her mom, like the fact that it's like mom and Charlie, maybe it's just because there's also the chance it's just because she's been around her mom so much and her mom will always call him Charlie and it's just that like being at home with her mom all the time, but yeah. I liked that. I also like the fact you got to see how uh, worried Renee is 
and that she does care because it can kind of sometimes sound a bit like when she talks about the fact that her mum wanted to be with her fiance moving around a lot. Yeah. It can sound a little bit like she doesn't care very much. And you get to this moment, obviously, straight away, she's just like, bam, I care a lot. Please tell yeah. me you're okay. And Bella was instantly annoyed that yes. her mum was so worried. <laughs> thing that I did really like about, even, you know, with Edward obviously being awful mm-hmm. um, with his gaslighting, I do appreciate that Bella still kind of gives him, like, contra in a way. Like, she, she sticks with what she believes. Um, yeah. And she's not just like, yeah, okay, if you say that, then uh, it must be true. And then also that, you know, they, they have this banter back and forth uh, during this chapter as well, which I just find really nice. So they're, they're both really stubborn people and it's kind of fun now and then to see that between them. Uh, so I do appreciate that, that she isn't one of those who's like, you know, if the guy tells you no, this is how it was, that she's not just like, yeah, okay, it must be like that. Yeah. So. I also uh, made a point because when she is talking about her conversation with her mom, she says that Renee says she can go home, like back yeah. to with her. And she says like, as much as she doesn't want to be a fork, she has to stay because of Edward. And it really drives me mad because although she's like, he's a bit mysterious, but it's also not, she automatically says he's a bit mis- like the mystery of Edward, but also because of Edward himself. And I just don't understand how there is such an obsession and a, and a need to be around him so much already. And I've tried to justify it in my own mind to make it seem a bit better. Maybe it's because he's a vampire. And you know how like vampires have uh, extra enhanced things to the yeah. lure their prey in. And maybe it's just because he's super alluring and she feels like that connection to him because he wants her blood so much. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it sound a bit better because <laughs> I don't know if it does. <laughs> I would rather he had like some accidental alluring power over her than it just being that she's just ridiculous (laughs) and is like I hate to be around this boy why Bella why he's been terrible to you but nothing but terrible to you apart from for five minutes where he was kind of nice but also a bit patronizing yeah (laughs) (laughs) then it ends the chapter ending with her about the fact she's dreaming about him now like oh for goodness sake everything is so quickly about Edward and I do remember having like a crush when I was at school I yeah. get it, but it's to such an extreme. Yeah, it's it almost is. she's almost a bit stalkerish in her in her crush. It's more of an obsession than a bit of a, a bit of a fancy in some. No, it's definitely way. more of an obsession. Yeah. Now, I just want to say, can we just quickly <laughs> talk about how at the beginning, when she drives to school, she kind of like tries to take her mind off of Edward and thinks about Mike and Eric. <laughs> in the way of well they fancy me so much and then she's like yeah but back in phoenix they the guys didn't fancy me so much so why do they fancy me like ah maybe because they others saw that i went through this awkward phase and they don't know about that and hmm and then it's again like mike and his puppy dog behavior and eric with his apparent rivalry (laughs) to take his mind off of edward she just thinks about two other guys but she never has anything nice to say about Eric. She's just like, Mike is like a little puppy dog and Eric hates him. She couldn't even come up with a thing like, and Eric's just really overly helpful or something. And Eric still like, plays chess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, why? I 
I still have this issue and it's going to be a reoccurring issue I think through all of it that and this happens a lot in other books because it's it happens in Harry Potter as well the description of people that are attractive automatically are better like and I know it's going to change a little bit because there are evil vampires that are gorgeous but it's still just like the way people are treated it really depends on how they look yeah it's so bad um which does give us a nice little segue into going straight into criticisms amazing as we've already started yes um and speaking of attractiveness in this book i hate the fact that she's like i'm so out of edward's league i hate people talking about leagues yeah like it doesn't work like that and it's awful and it's what i used to think when i was younger because everything in society teaches you things and so does the the like films and books and stuff you read and there's this stupid thing about leagues everywhere and i hate it and i hate that it's in this book as well because there is nothing saying that she couldn't date an edward there's nothing saying i couldn't date an edward there's nothing saying you couldn't date an edward fran (laughs) about leagues it's about i feel like ben would have something to say if you if you were (laughs) starting to date edward so would i he looks 17 i'll take carlisle (laughs) yes (laughs) um yeah it's it's a small moment it's not really it's not like she goes on about it for ages i just hate that automatically it's just like oh he's so much better than me like he's more attractive so i can't be with him um, Again, it's. I feel like it's kind of the um, stuff she puts in here and there about, you know, causing a bigger rift between her being a human and him being a vampire. But yeah. again, it's something that you can easily apply to like a normal relationship or how, you know, normal non-fictional people see each, see each other or see themselves. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's something, like you said, it's, it's a bit problematic. She also uh, talks about, because obviously... It is all written from Bella's perspective. So when it says about uh, Police Chief Swan arriving, I'm like, why couldn't she just say Charlie even? Yeah. It seemed like such a moment of just like completely, I don't, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to work out how she's feeling for her to like disassociate herself so much from Charlie to call him Police Chief Swan. Yeah. Is it just like she's embarrassed or is it just like she felt like this was all a bit overboard? Is it just because in that moment, she's a bit disorientated is it just because she's just awful to charlie yeah that she is (laughs) it just seems like the whole time when she calls him charlie like i don't get it but like that feels a bit that feels a bit more natural and a bit then a lot better than when she did a police chief swan moment yeah and then uh she then after calling him chief swan is talking about how the ambulance got a police escort to the hospital and i'm really confused because and ambulance yeah, just, has sirens and would yeah. just, just drive and people would move out the way. It's not like she was in, like, Jessica's car and he escorted them. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just kind of, maybe it's not really an escort. Maybe he just followed them in his car to get to the hospital and she sees it as an escort. Well, he'd been driving in front if she's saying he's a police. Maybe he's just trying to, yeah, just get there at the hospital at the same time. And she's yeah. just describing it that way because she's like, it's like an eye roll yeah like oh god dad why are you doing this and it not being that she's just in an yeah. ambulance that the police are driving it there it's just it's just a a weird moment that i'm just like okay sure and uh 
when she gets really annoyed about the fact that Charlie's told Renee. Yeah. Um, well, he's obviously going to have told your mum that you were in a really, really bad accident, but that you're okay. And yeah, she's obviously going to worry about you. That entire bit with Bella, I was just like, well, Bella, obviously. And I, d- I really don't understand why it's even there. It's stupid. Oh, this girl. <laughs> I still, the more, the more I read this book, I'm like, were we just all... Because, yeah, I just don't remember her being that irrational and annoying when I read yeah. it as a teenager. So now I'm honestly just keep wondering, like, were we all this awful? <laughs> were we all just this annoying when we were teenagers? I've just got two points. Yeah. That I wrote down and I've starred them because obviously they don't have a place. Um, yes. And they're really unrelated to Twilight. It's just that I never knew that Tyler's name was Tyler Crowley. And then I was like, ha, Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. He had an interesting name. That's two characters I know with that. Name. Like, well, there's only you've got Crowley of Good Omens and Crowley of Supernatural. And I was wondering if there was inspiration there. And also, my only other point was just. I feel like as a Heather's fan, it just stood out. It's just using the word myriad. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Because <laughs> uh, because the fact that she's describing how Tyler looked, and I was like, myriad. <laughs> <laughs> and that just that just stuck out because of that reason, and that reason alone. Amazing. There may have been more points, but I really got lost on how Edward treats Bella. Yeah, and the gaslighting as well. It yeah. just got stuck with me because it is such a just a typical thing. Like even just everything about the start of the relationship just really isn't great. Yeah. And it is just, I think, even that like terrible book we read every day just to cheer ourselves up has such like bad relationship stuff in it. And it's just, oh God, yeah. it's just amazing how all these books are just out there with such bad lessons in them like for relationships and how like a young like impressionable mind will take that in absorb it and just see that as completely okay which is why I always find it really interesting to read the comments on our other rubbish book that we're reading where a lot of people are really there for it and say oh it's so romantic and you now read it as someone who's you know lived through their fair share of experiences and I was like no it's not it's just awful yeah it's um it's something that I want to keep an eye on throughout everything else and just yeah. see because I'm assuming at some point one it's just gonna stop once this like secret isn't there anymore. Yeah. Um which isn't okay, but like at least it's it's just gone then. But then I'm also not really sure if it will I mean the gaslighting probably, yeah, but a lot of other problems I don't think they will because you still have a difference of her being a human and he, him being a vampire, um, I think they are not going to be equal till she turns. Like, that's just, that's just a lot of stuff about this that is just like, I still am always to this day bothered by the fact that he just used to watch her sleep and <laughs> yeah. she didn't even seem that bothered by that. I'm, I'm interested, yeah, in these other chapters and just seeing how it all pans out with their relationship because they've become like although like the book as a whole we're just like revisiting it it's the relationship that I'm really interested to see how it it does actually pan out yeah if it is because this beginning is not great like it's really not great at all and yeah I just want to see what happens 
with it and how my opinions change with it if I'm at some point going to be like oh this part is actually nice it just all just seems yeah your your opinion just suddenly switches to oh this is the dream relationship (laughs) well maybe not that but (laughs) but like seeing a good moment in it yeah because I still hate that she has to turn I'm so I just find it really difficult with that as well there's just it's like you know at the end of Greece where she has to dress that up all like really hot I hate that film so much because um, of that and like when you're young you're like oh my gosh you can't make it that's so cool and like now they're <laughs> together and it, you know like now I watch it I'm like what, what? yeah exactly that's really it's like your message is you know change yourself for the guy you like and that's exactly what happens in Twilight yeah she has to become a vampire for them to have a happy life together. And I kind of get it because being a human vampire relationship, it's not going to be great. And that's kind of why I don't like them ending up together. But eh. <laughs> <laughs> how it was written. What am I going to do? <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, what's chapter four called? I'm just going to have a jump ahead and look. Chapter four is invitations invitations something that edward didn't get into her bedroom so why is he there (laughs) (laughs) i'm forever gonna have problems with the fact that he just used to go in her room it's so creepy it's just the worst like that's my worst nightmare to just wake up in the middle of the night and just having someone just stand there and look at me while i sleep do you ever just wake up in the night anywhere and like your dressing gown's hung up like oh my god there's a person (laughs) and it's just a dressing gown but could you imagine doing that and it was just Edward and you're like, oh, you're why are you here? Person. Like, why are you here? Like, now, and I would definitely be like, even, like, because she doesn't know until he tells her that. After that, I'd be like, do you know what? I don't think we're going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and maybe you get some therapy and then maybe we'll try again. <laughs> I think that then that probably covers everything we have to talk about today. And yeah. if you have anything else you want to chat about, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm done. Thanks. No, Let's get this over you. with. I kind of want to go watch TV. <laughs> Twilight has taken up too much of my time today. Thank you very much. Again, so that rounds up everything for today's episode. Um, before we close off, we'd just like to ask if you guys wouldn't mind uh, leaving a review on wherever you're listening to us. We're now on uh, iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. So yeah, if you could just go over and leave us a little review, that would be great. And we will probably give you a little thank you and read your review uh, on our next recording. But only if it's a nice review. <laughs> if it's a bad review, then um, why did you bother? Please don't do that. It's not going to help us. Uh, and also tell your friends and family about us. A special thank you to Basil for our cover artwork. You can find him on Instagram at popdoodles. You can find us on Instagram at breakingdown underscore podcast. Or you can email us at breakingdown.podcast at gmail.com. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Side. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Hey, Chad, you're on. <laughs> Fine. Um.